This is the MG Car Club podcast with Wayne Scott and Adam Sloman. On this, our special Christmas episode, I unwrap some of Adam's best and weirdest MG-related Christmas presents. Plus, we discuss the ending of the publishing of new printed Haynes manuals and discuss some news out of the DVLA. The MG Car Club podcast. Hello, welcome to another MG Car Club podcast. Wayne Scott with you here, gearing up for Christmas. And Adam is, because I know he's been in Kimber House again this week. Hi, Adam. Hello, mate. How you doing? It's um, dark and uh, dreary outside here in Abingdon, but uh, but yeah, nearly Christmas. We are nearly there. Yes. Well, we kind of got together a little bit, socially distanced, in the car park of Kimber House this week. And I like to drop in just to make sure you're all alive and breathing and <laughs> everything else. Someone's fed you. Uh, but we did record a very brief Christmas message, didn't we, in the car park at Kimber House this week? We did, yeah. We uh, we used uh, Andy's lovely uh, MGF as a bit of a prop um, for, a, for a brief Christmas message. It's not quite up there with the Queen's speech, but uh, it's the first time I, I've done that sort of thing so you know there's time to build up to a to a more sort of regal message but uh, yeah that'll be on uh, bbc one three o'clock christmas day um that's the queen not me um yeah so it was it was nice to have a quick catch up talk us through what would normally be happening at kimber house in the lead up to christmas and how different it is this year adam yeah, so with the coronavirus restrictions, we are still operating with a skeleton staff. Um, so there's only sort of a handful of us here, which does make it a bit of a challenge. It does mean it takes a little bit longer to answer the phone and get back to emails. But um, the good thing is that the the shop has been completely unaffected by our reduced numbers. And I'm really pleased with how everyone here has, has handled all the shop orders. There's been lots of parcels going out every day. The... Um, the postman's face was uh, was quite something this afternoon <laughs> when he uh, came to collect all the orders and saw such a spread. It was um, you know like Father Christmas should have been here to collect it really, but um, but yeah, it's been been really busy. We always have a bit of a crunch because we have effectively two issues of Safety Fast to put together in a month and. Once again, Andy and Colin have done a really good job with the magazine. So the magazine is just about to go to bed. That's the January issue. So that will be with you over the Christmas period. So yeah, it's um, it's full steam ahead. Lots of people phoning up to buy memberships for, for family as a Christmas present. I had a lady on the phone just the other day trying to explain to me she was trying to buy a membership for her dad. Um, and I asked her what MG he had. And she said, well, it's a red one without a roof. Um, that's <laughs> quite a few down. of them. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I said, is it a big one or a small one? She said, it's a small one. I said, is it a really small one or not quite such a small one? Um, she said, is there any way that he can tell you this once he's a member? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that was um, that was good fun. So, uh, so yeah, it's, um, it's busy. Um, we've got lots of people working on lots of different things. Um, but it's it's a good time. But uh, I will admit that I think all of us are are definitely ready for a bit of a break over the festive period. Yeah, absolutely. I think that goes for most people working in any sort of industry at the moment. And across the country, across the world, across the MG community, everyone's just going to take the moment over Christmas to take a very deep breath <laughs> and look forward to a better 2021. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, we've we've spoken to bits of the bits of the club from all over the world and we all definitely deserve a break and whether you celebrate Christmas or not, I just hope that over the period you, you all get a chance to, to take stock and spend some time with the family and 
you know, okay, maybe rub a, a damp chamois over the MG if you get chance. But um, but yeah, do enjoy the rest and and do get the, get a good break and let's look forward to twenty twenty one. You know, the week between Christmas and New Year is one of my favourite times of year because it's that kind of limbo week in between. Sort of Christmas is over, but New Year's not quite begun it's still a week away and no one's really gone back to work fully yet you know you might be doing a few bits there but the the big machine isn't quite turning at full speed yet Uh, for me I generally have that time at home and I have some time off and a bit of holiday something I don't usually have the uh, luxury of in the rest of the year Uh, but for me it's a really special week between Christmas and New Year because it is that time where no one else is working so no work crops up but I get time to spend in the garage, on the car, just tinkering in the garage, really. And I really love the, the, the sort of silence and the peace of all of that. And the fact that because it's that time of year, I don't generally have to get the car ready for anything in particular. And then as soon as New Year's done, we've got, you know, the trialling uh, season starts and all that kind of stuff. But uh, no matter what you do, it, it's it's a really nice time to spend time in the garage with your car. I'm sorry if that sounds antisocial, but I'm sure there are lots of MG fans out there nodding at the moment. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think you're uh, you're talking about making the most from what I believe is technically known as Crimbo Limbo. Oh, yes, indeed. Um, I've, I've heard it called. But uh, but yeah, I, I can totally appreciate that, mate. I, I desperately need some time in the garage with uh, with the B. Um, I saw it the other day, and I'm sad to admit that... Uh, it is looking a bit sorry for itself under the, the mess of sheets and duvets that it's currently hiding under. Um, I did spot a couple of flat tyres, um, so that's not good. Um, there's still a skip on the driveway, so I can't even get the car out or do anything. Or Yeah, so no, I totally get where you're coming from, mate. It's a good time to, um, to, to, to potter um, and to get little jobs done and just spend some time because... It's you know a lot of people aren't expected to go anywhere or do anything, and we can't do that at the moment. So you know you've had your fill of turkey, you've had the the, the turkey curry and turkey soup and turkey on turkey with roast turkey. Um, <laughs> so why not get out in the garage with with the car? Well, of course, if you are out in the garage tinkering or doing some of those jobs that have been lurking since the summer season, quite often at some point during that job, you will turn to the trusty old Haynes manual, but. News that we received, Adam, that the Haynes Manual is going to change. Indeed, they have abandoned printing hard copies of new Haynes Manuals in the future, they're saying. Yeah, it's it's an interesting story, this, because, you know, we've all, well, most of us of a certain generation, I think if you're probably our generation or younger, um, certainly younger than me, wouldn't have much experience with a Haynes Manual. But I grew up... Uh, launching many a Haynes manual across a garage in in frustration I must admit (laughs) yes the famous phrase tap gently with a hammer (laughs) when it needed a 20 ton press that was my favorite my favorite is uh, refitment is the reverse of the removal process Because it just isn't. Yes. Ever. Yes, that's a classic Haynes <laughs> phrase, that is. Yes. yes. And, and they often had really helpful diagrams when you didn't need diagrams. And then no diagrams and certainly no photographs of just that bit you needed to see. <laughs> I always referred to the Haynes manual as, uh, as the big book of lies. Um, because you know there were times when when they were useful but so many times you would just yeah 
the answer wasn't there or you would follow the process and you'd end up with skin knuckles or you know broken tools or yeah i mean they're, they're a great resource but by god the number of times I've I've lost my rag with a Haynes manual, and rather than take it out on the car or the garage floor, it's actually quite satisfying just to to do your best sort of East German shot putter and fire the book across the workshop and watch it spread its pages like some majestic bird before it crash lands on the other side of the room. Brilliant. Well, the trouble was, of course, they made those manuals by taking apart quite often cars that they'd had in from dealerships that were either brand new cars and almost certainly had been apart before, you know. And so what you do is you, you'd look at a particular job in the Haynes manual and you'd look through and it'd be six steps or something. You go, oh, well, that's easy. There's only six steps here. That's no problem at all. Except step three would take you four weeks, you know. <laughs> Because either a nut was was solid or rusted on or something else broke or, oh dear, yeah, it was the the book of optimism, that's for sure. But um, definitely, I mean, we we talk in jest and we talk in great affection for the Haynes Manual. The Haynes Workshop Manual started with the Austin 7 and a guide on how to maintain and modify that car at home. It was produced in 1966 and around 200 million manuals have been published since. Last year, we lost John Haynes, he passed away, and the company was then sold to a French firm called InfoPro Digital. Obviously, they've taken hold of the business now and are working out how they take it forward into the future. And I can kind of understand this because although they've already said that they will sort of reprint older manuals as and when they go out of stock, which I can never see them going out of stock because if you plug in into ebay any manual ever made there's like a hundred million of them for 99p and no one buys them but um you know they will be printing some of the older manuals as and when they need to restock them but they're not going to be creating any new haynes manuals and when you look at the current crop of cars that are likely to be coming through it's a little surprise really is it especially as we enter the ev era now there's not an awful lot you can do on those cars at home no, there isn't. I mean, it's it's hard. I mean, I, I certainly don't feel comfortable um, taking the spanners to, to Sarah's GS, for example. You know, that's a that's a 2016 car with General Motors mechanicals under the bonnet. Um, but for me personally, anything beyond the mid 90s, and I'm sort of like, eh, this, you know, it's it's just not an area I feel comfortable trying to to work on so it's understandable that they're um that they're obviously looking at the business and yeah like you say i don't think they'll ever need to reprint any manuals because there's no shortage of haynes manuals <laughs> no. i mean you see it at auto jumbles still some of these guys i'm not quite sure how they make any money out of them but some of these stalls at auto jumbles still have reams of the things don't they all for sale yeah, yeah. multi-colored boxes <laughs> of endless haynes manuals for cars that don't even exist anymore incredible now we turn our attentions to the law and it's usually pretty boring the law and this is no different to be honest boring but important um, the dvla have announced changes concerning information on black and silver number plates which are going to take effect in the new year 1st of january 2021 and basically what they're saying is they messed up the legislation here dvla made a right old royal mess of this and now they're having to try and put it right the changes are going to be introduced to 
redefine which cars can and which cars can't display the old style silver on black number plates basically and it's following the change in the definition of a historic vehicle for tax exemption purposes and in 2015 it was changed to any vehicle over 40 years old on a rolling basis okay and the legislation then read, of course, that anything that was classed as a historic vehicle could wear silver on black number plates. The problem is, because it's rolling, you're having all sorts of vehicles coming into that 40-year category now that really shouldn't wear silver on black number plates. Um, basically, what they've turned around and said is that uh, any car that was built after the 1st of January 1980, so that's late MG midgets, late MGBs, right the way through to the Montegos and onwards, they are not going to be allowed to wear silver on black number plates. They must wear the period number plates of the time. Now, exactly what the spec of this is going to be, they're going to announce at the end of next year, the 1st of September 2021, will be when they're going to introduce a new British standard for number plates, which will give us more idea on what the font is that's required and you know what sort of reflective material they need to be made out of or whatever because there was a big font change in the 80s and you know some of those mm. 80s cars i mean a montego adam if you put on a very brand new number plate just looks weird doesn't it because that's not the place yeah. they had yeah it just looks wrong yeah so there's all sorts of technical information but the information that you need to know as an mg owner is that if your car was made after the 1st of january 1980 and it doesn't wear silver on black number plates at the moment after new year's day 1st of january 2021 you will never be able to put those silver on black number plates on it i've never understood people putting black and silver plates on a car that shouldn't have black and silver plates or these crazy people that misplace the numbers and letters to try and make threes look like e's or yeah just just stick with the plates that the car came with it's just easier. Spend your money, spend on, money on more. On so yeah, <laughs> literally, spend your money on say, something better. <laughs> <clears throat> spend the money on something that'll make your car either go quicker or handle better or just look nicer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't get caught out. Don't waste your money on number plates. Just get in your MG and enjoy it. Don't worry about the number plates. Just make sure they're legal is the message from us. The MG Car Club Podcast. The MG Car Club the mark of friendship to take advantage of our many membership benefits access to our centers and registers and to receive your copy of safety fast magazine join us now at mgcc.go.uk sharing your passion for mg on the mg car club podcast I can delay this no longer, Adam, <laughs> because here we are at the last podcast before Christmas from the MG Car Club, and um, Adam set a challenge, basically, that we were to find the weirdest of MG gifts currently available on the market. And I said, and I must just get on my little soapbox here, because when I say something on this podcast... I've been waiting for this. Yeah. When I say something on this podcast that's factually incorrect, and let's be honest, being the anorak that I am, that rarely happens. 
But in the odd, weird moment where I might just misspeak and get a chassis number wrong or the number of widgets wrong or, I don't know, a build date or a build number wrong or something, there is a torrent of emails coming in. <laughs> when you were wrong, it's actually 336 made before 1981. That kind of stuff, I get floods of it. When I sat here on the podcast last week and said, I need help, I can't find any Christmas presents. I need your help. No one, but no one emailed. <laughs> Not a peep from our listeners out there in the MG community. So to all of you guys who sat there on your hands, thanks. Thanks a bunch, because uh, I really did, well, struggle to the point of, uh, of failure, actually, with all of this. And... Um, Either that or we've just got a bunch of blokes listening to the MG Car Club podcast or as bad as buying presents as I am. So I think that's what we can well, conclude. I would just like to point out that I am sat here and if I... I don't know if you can hear that, that slight sort of rubbing noise. That's me running my hand across a thoroughly empty desk. Um, I am the little boy that Santa Claus forgot. Um, not even a lump of coal. Um not even an IOU, uh, not even a notification that I've been placed on the naughty list. Um, there is literally nothing in front of me. Well, um, due so with that in mind, I think it's only fair that, that, that you uh, open some presents, Wayne. Due to COVID-19, and Santa's elves have been working remotely, so we must apologise <laughs> in advance for any delays to Adam Sloman's Christmas gifts this year. Um, it did creep up on me, I have to say. It's really been a busy year, and I can't believe that it you know, we're only 10 days away from it already. Um, but you have been amazing. To your credit, uh, you know, I didn't expect any of this to actually come to fruition. But here we are in front of me <laughs> on my desk. I have a small pile of packages and they're actually wrapped by your own fair hands, I'm amazed to say. They are indeed. They are indeed. in the most festive paper I could find. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the talents didn't extend to finding wrapping paper because this has got butterflies all over it. So <laughs> clearly this was the birthday wrapping for your daughter, Lily, that uh, was excess to requirements uh, earlier on in Poss the year. Possibly. However, it is environmentally friendly. Um, you know, it's uh, it's better to reuse and recycle than, uh, <laughs> than you know, go out and buy new and uh, support the... Um, the industrial comp the Christmas wrapping industrial complex that exists. So, uh, so yeah, you know, it's it's wrapped. Well, here we are. Well, this is a first for the MG Car Club podcast. Live unwrapping on the podcast. <laughs> I'll try and paint a picture for you here. There are four packages in front of me. Um, one is sort of thin and rigid, uh, an A4 sized. Another one is small and rectangular, almost like a matchbox. And then I've got some sort of squidgy looking ones and a kind of, a kind of sort of, I'd say it's about the size of a beer mat, but it's quite firm. So that's okay. what I've got in front of me, all wrapped in fetching butterfly wrapping paper. Um, I believe they're for me. There's no gift tags on here at all to say anything. <laughs> um, uh, so, so you need to start with the small squidgy one. The small squidgy one. Okay. Yeah, not the matchbox one, the squidgy one. So I'm going to now start opening these. Oh, here we go. On the podcast. Um, this reminds me of when we used to do Secret Santa when I used to work on the radio. I think this does. <laughs> opening presents. And they were always ones that made silly noises or were given by some radio sponsor or something, you know. So, right, okay, so I've I've ripped this one open and I've got... <laughs> <laughs> well, 
can only be described as a well it's a flannel isn't it isn't it like an old school flannel close very close it's an mgx power dishcloth no way (laughs) i mean this is actually a thing of beauty because um it's got the original mgx power logo on there like from you know the early 2000s uh purple edges which i don't remember being part of the brand colors but fair enough and uh, it's about sort of handkerchief size but is in fact a dishcloth so there we are and it was made by a company called house proud <laughs> there you go there we are. you see what what more could you want wow. you can you can wipe down your work surfaces yeah. you can do dishes you can wipe down your work surfaces or do dishes um wipe away the tears know, even with this yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's excellent Okay, uh, so that's okay. my first squidgy one done. I now am the proud owner of an MGX power dishcloth, ladies and gentlemen. What next? Okay, so I want you to do the matchbox size one next. Okay. Now, this is an easy one to open because he's left me a very handy little tab, <laughs> which is see. clearly where the wrapping went wrong, but it's a tab. <laughs> let's, let's pull at that little tab and uh, undo this. Um, I'm not aware that they did any matches for MGs. Oh, now this is quite cute, this. This is, um, I mean, we might be having our first wedding proposal on the MG Car Club podcast here. Cause oh, there it, you go. It does look very... Normally, if I buy a small box like that, it's for Sarah. But, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and she's regretted it ever since. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, I'll describe it to you. It's about the size of a matchbox, but it opens on the top. But it's got this beautiful little ribbon that's been wrapped around it, um, which is really pretty, actually. It's bright red uh, with a kind of engraving on the box here that looks like a, a rose in silver gilt. It's very pretty, yeah, actually. I didn't choose the box. It's beautiful. So we'll pull it open, and inside we've got... What's this? Um, oh, well, this is very nice. This looks like it's a kind <laughs> of... Um, well, kind of rough pewter, I would say, but it's a it's a gorgeous half of an mgb <laughs> there you go um but it's a it's a it's a pin badge it's a brooch um you know see i couldn't afford to get you a whole mgb so yeah so i got you half an mgb yeah i mean a half an mgb in miniature um <laughs> which is it's very cheap to run but it makes sense because you've got the pin to the pin badges behind the half and so when it sits on your on your shirt there it looks like well, half an MGB is pinned to your shirt. That's what it looks like, actually. There you go. It's, See, I, perfect. I think that's pretty nice, actually. That's a beautiful little yeah, gift. Yeah, I thought it was nice. Yeah. That's lovely. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Okay. There you go. That's the, okay. These, these are so, not what so, I was expecting, Adam. I have to say, I was expecting, like, you know, X-Power condoms or something ridiculous. They're very hard to get hold of. I bet there's you a, tried. There's a lot of... There's a lot of 18, 19-year-old MG babies um, who, whose dad used those uh, those MG-branded items. And, uh, you know, like like most MGs that we love, they do have the odd reliability issue. <laughs> yes. yes, and the odd pinhole now and then. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, you know, they, these are more tasteful than I was expecting, I think. I'm quite surprised. Well, I'm, I'm saving the best till last. Good, okay. So where should we go next? So next, I want you to go to the big flat right. A4 size. Right, one. okay. So yeah, this is um, 
Well, it's kind of A4 size. Um, very firm and rigid. And I'm going for the full full D wrap here. Nice. It's well wrapped, actually. <laughs> <laughs> He's been reading the Haynes manual to uh, wrap it. <laughs> right. So what we've got here is some wood with some cutouts on it. Ah, here we are. We'll turn it over and see what it is. It's a Woodcraft construction kit, ladies and gentlemen, of an MGTC. Now, Adam knows that one of my dream MGs to own one day when I win the lottery is a TC. And so how beautiful it is that you've you've bought me one that is genuinely made out of the right material, and that is balsa wood. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that's very nice, actually. It looks it's a kind of flat pack kit, isn't it? They're, they're kind of a little bit liberal, though, because to to my eye, that looks nothing like a TC. Yes, I don't remember the TC having such a sloped roof. No, <laughs> um, which is almost triangular, in fact. Um, it also appears to have six cylinders. <laughs> <laughs> and a Bentley badge on the bonnet. I, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. I noticed the uh, the radiator motif. But hey, it says MG on the packet, so it must be an MG in the packet. There we go. Well, it's an MGTC IKEA style because it's flat-packed and made out of wood, and no doubt they'll be impossible to follow instructions, and I will end up with something that looks nothing like, let, let alone an MGTC, it won't look anything like a car, but I'll give it a good go. That's and if it doesn't work out, hey, you've got some free kindling. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely right. That's splendid. Well, look at that. I don't know how you found this stuff, Adam. How did you find this stuff? There you go, see. And now we've got the, the, the very best for last, the uh, pièce de résistance, right. as our friends in France would say. Ah, bonjour. This is something really special. <laughs> okay. I don't know what to expect here. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, we've gone from... The ridiculous in the dishcloth to the sublime <laughs> with the half MGB pewter badge to the downright hilarious uh, balsa wood MGTC. <laughs> and now we've got what I can only describe as feeling like a very rigid beer mat, but it's of a strange shape. What on earth have you got here? It looks, it looks to all intents and purposes at first glance like a knit comb. <laughs> <laughs> it's an MG really? knit comb, but actually I think what it's trying to be is an ice scraper. Not just any ice scraper though, Wayne. <laughs> no. It's an official MG Motor UK, genuine MG Motor UK, Ice scraper. Wow. So there you go. now you're going to tell me that all the new MGs come with this as like a, a customer service gift, do they? No, they don't actually. You, that, that's not a bad idea. You ought to you ought to put that to our friends at <laughs> uh, at Marleybone. But uh, but no, they don't. They they don't come with a with a free ice scraper. I had to pay for that with my own fair hand. Wow. If that's even a phrase. That's um. I mean. To try and describe it to you, it's kind of an off-collapsed oblong rectangle shape. 
Uh, and it's sort of on three three sides. It's got something. On the first side, you've got kind of like a, a rubber tongue, which is for taking your demisting off, I guess. And the, on the other side, you've got your proper scraper bit. And then on the bottom is quite literally a knit comb, um, which is like some plastic bristles. The whole thing's red, and it's got the MG logo on, and it says MG.co.uk on it. Um, there you go. It's beautiful. See, if ever you, you get up in the morning, you think, oh, I didn't cover the windscreen. The car's covered in ice. You come out, you're scraping the windscreen. And while you stood there, you're thinking, what was the web address for MG? <laughs> was it mgmotor-semicolon-altavista backslash? No. No, it's here. It's right in front of me. It's mgmotor.co.uk. See, it's, it's an aid memoir. It's an ice scraper. It's a knit comb. It it warms drinks. It doesn't warm drinks. Um, yeah, yeah. It does everything you could possibly want from an ice scraper and more. I I can envisage a family somewhere across the land having one of these being opened on Christmas Day, and then a few weeks later the kids go back to school and one of them comes back in the evening and says, "Mummy, my head itches." And Dad goes, ah, aha, I've got just the thing. And out he goes to his MG and pulls this out of the glove box. I think it has many uses for the modern MG family. And I'm very proud to uh, receive it as a gift from you, Adam, as we uh, <laughs> head towards Christmas 2020. So uh, there we are. Well, I'm very impressed. There you go. Merry Christmas. How the heck you found the time <laughs> and the sources for all of this stuff, I have no idea. I mean, what was this? Hours on eBay or what? I've no idea, but this is why... All, all, all sorts of areas, mate. You know, you've got you to use the network. Yeah. This is why you and nobody else is general manager of the MG Car Club. You see, it's this kind of inside information into the industry that we love that no one else can rival. And that's uh, that's go. why you and, are who and, you are, Adam. If you're still listening to this episode of the MG Car Club podcast, thank you and well done. <laughs> you probably have fallen asleep by now or wandered off for a cup of tea, uh, but you'll be pleased to know that we don't have to endure any more uh, present unwrapping. <laughs> but well done, Adam. I think you've proved your worth as general manager of the MG Car Club there by finding such superb gifts. The best I could do was uh, a safety fast duvet cover. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah, you'd like that, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> uh, I also found a piece of genuine Welsh slate with the MG logo upon it. Okay. I don't know why you'd want that. And there was a T-shirt that said, never underestimate an old man with an MG, which I think uh, sums up wow. the point in your life to which you are hurtling towards adam um, uh, but so all of those gifts are are still coming <laughs> and we will update you on a future podcast as to whether adam ever received them or not mainly around december 2021 maybe <laughs> yeah 2022 maybe maybe we'll just extend this to say it's your turn this year and it's my turn next year <laughs> if i start tomorrow i might just manage it on time this this time but uh, well done, Adam. That's great stuff. And what it does actually, in all seriousness, remind us at this time of year, when we see gifts like that in front of us, is that 
thank God for the MG Car Club shop and the great products that that shop has. <laughs> that there will be MG fans across the world that don't have to endure opening very, very bad presents over Christmas. Because we can save you here at the MG Car Club. Just go online to shop.mgcc.co.uk. As the year goes on, there are always birthdays and gifts to be needed and required. So get on there, have a look, shop.mgcc.co.uk. Help support this club and help support this podcast as well that we put out every week for you. We do hope that everyone in the MG Car Club, all of our loyal listeners who have been with us now for 36 episodes, uh, have seen us through COVID, the pandemic and the rubbish year that has been 2020. We do wish everyone a really safe and happy Christmas, don't we? It's been a really challenging year, um, but I'm I'm amazed constantly by the strength of the MG community all over the world. You know, looking out for people, the the sense of camaraderie, you know, just just the love that exists for our cars, but also for our for our fellow club members. So, yeah, I hope everyone has a really good restful christmas um we're really looking forward to what we're going to be able to do with the podcast as hopefully we get back towards normality you know we're hoping that we're going to have an event season next year because we want to get out and get you guys on the pod we want to get to events we want you to be as much of a part of, of every episode as as wayne and i so um so yeah let's let's look forward to 2021 and merry christmas absolutely have a very safe christmas wherever you are in the world listening to the mg car club podcast Keep in touch with us as well at mgpodcast.uk. Keep yourselves safe. Look after yourselves. Have a lovely time with your family. And um, let's look forward to a fantastic year of MGing in 2021. Keep well. Cheerio. Subscribe to receive new episodes of the MG Car Club podcast at mgpodcast.uk.